Welcome to Learn Buddhism. I'm Alan Pito. For Westerners who are now Buddhists, holidays can be especially confusing and challenging time for them, often because they're not sure if they can observe, participate, do things as it relates to these holidays. A major holiday in the West is going to be Christmas, and that's what I'd like to talk about in this episode today. So can a Buddhist participate in, observe, celebrate Christmas in general, the answer is going to be yes. So I like to put this thought in your mind, regardless of the holiday, not just Christmas, but can you find shared values and beliefs, especially on religious holidays that are observed in the West, that you can show as a Buddhist that you can participate in? And I think Christmas is a great one because there's a few things that we as Buddhists can actually show, do, during Christmas. For example, can you have in your heart, in your mind, in your actions, peace, love, kindness, compassion, and charity? Absolutely. These are all shared values that we have between these two major religions. So as we look at Christmas, yes, absolutely a religious holiday for those of the Christian faith, but we see where it's very much also a secular holiday in these Western countries. So it doesn't mean that you can go, well, I'm a Buddhist now and there's no possible way I can give gifts or go to dinner or do things with friends because we're, we're different religions. That's absolutely not the case. You can demonstrate, you can show your Buddhist values, your beliefs, your actions during this time. So let's talk about a few different ways you can do that. And I, I really harped on those particular qualities right there because when we look at what we do as Buddhists, we're obviously looking at the Eightfold Path. The Eightfold Path is grouped into three categories. There's a Wisdom category, Morality Conduct category, and a Meditative Concentration category. So Morality and Conduct is so central to what we do as Buddhist laypersons, you can absolutely show that during Christmas. When you interact with other people, when you do things, remember karma is what we're trying to transform in Buddhism from unwholesome, unskillful karma to wholesome, skillful actions. These are your intentional, volitional actions. One thing that we do a lot during Christmas is gifts. That's almost in the mindset of a lot of people is a gift exchange or doing things for other people. So can you give gifts as a Buddhist? Absolutely. You're a layperson, not a monastic. So as a layperson, you're very much inside the householder life, the, the societal world that we're in. So if you want to give gifts, absolutely. But one thing I'm going to pop in your mind here also is, are you just getting a gift, you know, randomly rushed, unthoughtful? Or are you really looking to go, what is going to be good for this person? What's going to be wholesome for this person? What will they really enjoy? You want to show kindness and compassion in everything you do, right? And you can also do that by giving almost sort of a non-physical gift. Are you giving the gift of time? Maybe you're listening to them. You're going to have dinner with them or something to that effect. There's many types of gifts you can actually give. Charity, helping, is another big thing. So we do show and demonstrate charity in Buddhism, and you also see that with Christians as well too. So 
obviously this is something that we can demonstrate as Buddhists during this time. So even though this may not be exactly our holiday, you can definitely use it to show and demonstrate charity. Are you just randomly giving away money? You know, maybe there's someone asking for money outside the store. You, well, I don't want to seem rude, so I'll just drop in money there. No. Remember, intentional, volitional actions. The body, mind, speech. This is karma. This is what we're doing. So don't just give money. Give it mindfully. Like, understand what you're doing. You want to have the right thoughts and mindset as you give money, as maybe you volunteer or you're donating, you want to really transform your mind and thus your, also your heart in that particular way. This is a perfect way to show morality and compassion. Kindness. So you can see how charity almost fits in there as well too, but what we're doing with kindness, and it's also part of loving kindness inside Buddhism, we're planting seeds, karmic seeds essentially, wholesome ones, hopefully, of kindness. And you can definitely do this as well. So when we're planting these seeds, think about this. Remember I said intentional volitional actions of your body, mind, speech. Are your words coming out, your speech, in a way that's wholesome, that's going to be good for that other person? Is your actions, your thoughts, because everything is really the, these karmic actions here. And you want to plant the right seeds, not just in yourself, but in other people as well. So as you plant these seeds, they may not come to fruition right now for you or for them, but eventually they will come to fruition when they are nurtured in the right way. They're watered in the right way. They can sprout, they can grow. So we want to keep planting these wholesome karmic seeds. And you can do that through kindness. One that I really enjoy is animals. We never really think about animals a, a lot during Christmas. We, we might, you know, in certain ways, maybe you get them some gifts, but what are we really doing for them? Can you do a vegetarian meal? Can you, those homeless animals at a shelter, can you donate something to them? Can you maybe just spend your time with them? What about your own pets, for example? We might just go, okay, yeah, I'll get them some treats, maybe play with them a little bit, but that's it. Or are you really giving them your time and attention. That's what they're really craving and loving. And that goes for all types of animals as well too. So maybe there's going to be some street cats or maybe some birds out there. Can we give them something just eases that, that dukkha, that suffering that they're experiencing right now? In Buddhism, there's many different realms of rebirth and we're obviously in the human realm, but they are in the animal realm. So it's not gonna be possible for them to become enlightened but we can do things to help them with burning off this karmic actions that they have to burn off so they can be reborn, hopefully in the future, in maybe the human realms like us, so they can experience the Dharma. So maybe you're gonna read a sutra to them. They may not understand what you're saying, but it's a wholesome activity. And also, are you just showing them loving kindness, compassion, all these wholesome qualities? I think that's a perfect thing to do. Metta. So that loving kindness, kind of going back to that other kindness one. This is an extremely popular practice inside Buddhism. We have a, a sutra regarding this as well. It's often paired with compassion. So loving kindness and compassion. I kind of 
related to almost like a one-two punch, essentially, to purify your mind and your heart of greed, anger, and delusion. So greed, anger, and delusion are those three fire, three poisons that are essentially giving rise to dukkha, suffering, and rebirth, and everything else. So when we're able to show and demonstrate loving kindness and compassion, we can start freeing not just ourselves, but our sentient beings from suffering, from dukkha, from this unsatisfactoriness. It's a perfect practice, but one that's typically hard for us as having this delusion and ignorance of the truth as the Buddha taught it, we're sometimes falling back often inside the unwholesome realm and the three fires. We don't really understand what we're doing. That's why mindfulness of our actions is so important. We want to understand what we're ingesting through our eyes, ears, nose, mouth, etc. We want to be able to understand so we can guard against it so we can show loving kindness and compassion. Great example, look at the Buddha. You look at him, you're looking at loving kindness and compassion right there, right? So this is something that we want to demonstrate also. And one thing you can do regarding this, you can always keep this in your mind, almost like a mantra. You can do this little short little prayer or phrase if you want to for metta. You can go, may all beings be safe, peaceful, and happy. Now imagine if you're mindful of that as you're saying it and constantly going through it, you can start to transform because your mind is now, yes, I want all beings to be safe, peaceful, and happy. Your actions, your speech, your thoughts are going to start being transformed in that direction. So these were a few different things that we can do as Buddhists during Christmas that's not going to be against the what we're trying to celebrate during Christmas or what we're trying to do or what Christians are trying to do. We can definitely do this. We can donate, volunteer our time. We can, whether that's money or time, you know, maybe you're going to be at a, a shelter giving out food or maybe you're going to spend time, you know, at a at, at the pound where the animals are and, you know, spending time with them, helping them out. Different things you can do maybe with your family, loved ones, different things you can do that can demonstrate those values of peace, love, kindness, compassion, and charity. Many, many different ways we can do it. But keep mindful of what you're doing because those three fires of greed, anger, and delusion, when they crop up, they sort of negate all that, right? And we want to not give fuel to greed, anger, and delusion and help others reduce those three fires, three poisons in them as well, especially during this time. So as a Buddhist, as you're demonstrating all this, it sounds very simple. It's like, well, this is what we're going to do during Christmas? Sure, absolutely. In fact, all the time, not just during this particular time, but this is something we can show as our shared values. And this will give not only for others a good impression of Buddhism and Buddhists, but it's doing something that's very central to what we want to do as Buddhists. We want to end dukkha, unsatisfactoriness, suffering, whatever you want to call it, not just in ourselves, but in others as well, because we're all interdependent upon other people and other things. So doing that is a good, wholesome activity. And for what people should get you, maybe, you know, as, as a Buddhist, and this might be, especially if you're a new Buddhist, like, okay, so should they just get me presence of like the Buddha or something like that? Well, I do have a whole article about this on my website, alanpito.com. But in general, 
I think this can be a very challenging thing because especially for people who are not Buddhist, you may go, well, what do I get them for a gift? Because as I mentioned, as much as this is, this is a religious holiday, it's very much a societal and secular holiday for, for everybody else as well. And so gift giving is very popular. They may want to get you a Buddha statue or mala beads or something like that. And you don't want to necessarily tell them no. If you do need, for example, a Buddha statue, you're like, hey, you know, this is this is one that I saw that I really like. Whether they want to get you that or not, it's up to them. You know, so it's really going to be what they're going to be interacting with you about. For example, they may go, I really want to get you something, but I'm not sure. You may also want to find out what their budget is and try not to go over that budget, of course. But let's say they do get you something that's essentially religious for us in nature and Buddhism, maybe a Buddha statue. Be, be kind, be grateful. You, you don't want to look at it as something like, oh, that's not the right Buddha for my particular tradition I'm following, or I already have like five, or whatever the case might be. Show loving kindness, compassion, and generosity when you're receiving these gifts. And I think a good example of this was really at the end of the Buddha's life to show you where your mindset should be. So the Buddha, as as you may be well aware of with his history and his stories of how he lived, he would go on alms rounds. And so he would be given food by laypersons. And so his very last meal was from somebody who gave him some food. And depending on what you believe, and the different scholars have different beliefs on this, and also religious leaders, but maybe some of that food was poison, not where they were trying to kill the Buddha, but it was maybe a foodborne, you know, illness inside there. So basically, the Buddha got extremely sick from that, and this is how he died. You know, many thoughts about what actually occurred in, internally with him, like what that actually was, that disease, but it was based upon that food. And when we hear the Buddha talk about it, he almost knew this was going to happen. He knew that this would be like his last meal and that he would be getting sick and die from it. But why would he still take that meal? Now, I'm not saying you should do something like the Buddha did. The Buddha was the Buddha. He understood exactly what was going on and he had this supernatural uh, abilities and, and mindset and everything else. He did not reject this meal from this layperson because he wanted this layperson to feel this, oh, I'm, I'm giving something wholesome, something good to a Buddha and to his followers. He wanted that that love and kindness and generosity and charity that's, that was swelling up inside this layperson not to go away. Just imagine if you were that person go, oh my gosh, I killed the Buddha. That, that would have been devastating, right? So he knew that this was going to occur, but he still did it because of the result for that lay person. Now, again, I'm not saying that you should take something that would make you sick or anything else like that. The Buddha was in a very, very different place than, than all of us, and his mission was different than all of us in that particular way as a Buddha. But it shows you when you're getting a gift, and you may not necessarily like it, accept that with love and generosity and kindness and, and, and thank that person. You want them to also swap and say, like, oh, I did something that they really enjoyed. And you can, of course, broach this maybe the next year in a different way that's very subtle where they're not going to maybe get you something that you don't like. But that's something you should keep in mind as well. Do you have any questions about 
being a Buddhist during Christmas time, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. You can send me an email at alanpito.com or you can send me a voice message to the podcast. I look forward to talking with you in our next episode and Merry Christmas.